This is Diane Cordy with Book Talk. My guest is Richard Osman, a well-known television personality and comedian in the UK. He's the author of three books in the Thursday Murder Club series that have already sold in the millions. His third and newest title in this series is The Bullet That Missed. He's Zooming with me today from his home in England. Richard, welcome to Book Talk. Thank you. What an absolute pleasure it is to be here. Thank you very much. Lovely introduction as well. Tell us about the place where your four main characters, Elizabeth, Joyce, Ron, and Ibrahim, live. Well, they live in a they live in a retirement community. The four of them, and it, it, it's based on a real retirement community where my mum lives, which is in in Sussex in England, uh, just sort of on, on the south coast of England. And so my mum lives in this place, and I, I, I would go down and visit a lot and see her. I still do, by the way, she's still with us. And it's such a beautiful place and so peaceful. And you know, there's lakes, and you know, you can hear the birds singing, and you know, the rustling of the trees. That as as an Englishman, I thought, well, this would be an amazing place for a murder. You know, it's got it's got all the hallmarks of an Agatha Christie, you know, all over it. And everybody who lives there is over 70. And they've all done very interesting things with their lives. You know, there's a lot of big personalities there, a lot of gossip, a lot of politics. And I thought, well, if there was a murder here, I bet you lot would solve it. And that's where the Thursday Murder Club came from. It's four people who meet up once a week to look over old police files. It's a bit of fun to, you know, and kind of try and solve old unsolved murders. And then there's a real murder in the community. And that's where the first book, Thursday Murder Club, begins. And essentially, it begins a snowball of, uh, of death and mayhem that the four of them, who are very unlikely friends, the four of them are at the heart of it and use their sort of this invisibility, I guess, that, uh, that, that people in their 70s can get in our, in our culture, this sort, of, this sort of being overlooked. They use that to their huge advantage. And so it's, it's this amazing gang of unlikely friends who take on all comers and solve crimes. And it's such a kind of rich field to kind of set a mystery and, and, and a rich set of characters. Do your readers have a favorite of the four who meet in the Thursday Murder Club? It's, it's really interesting because, because in the UK, at least, because I'm recognizable, people come up to me in the street all the time. It's nonstop, which is lovely. They've always got a smile on their face. Uh, and I can always tell from just the look, I can always tell who their favourite is going to be. Uh, you know, because it's it's sort of across the board. So lots of people love Elizabeth, who's the former spy, because people would sort of like to be Elizabeth because she's quite omnicompetent, you know, and she has all sorts of tricks in her bag and things that she can, you know, she's, she's seen a lot of things. Uh, and she sort of glides through life quite imperiously. And some people like that. Others love Joyce, who is the, uh, she was an ex-nurse, and she's the one who probably is the quietest. She's not the one who throws her weight around, but she's the one who gets things done. And if Joyce makes her mind up about something, it doesn't matter if you're an ex-spy or a labour activist or anything, Joyce is going to get her way. Uh, so I can tell people who are a bit more Joycey. And then Ron, he's the sort of, he's always wearing a football shirt, a soccer shirt, uh, you know, he was a he was a rabble rouser. He was a strike organizer. You know, he's always got an opinion about everything, but he will always be very loyal. He's always got your back, Ron. And there's a certain type. I was going to say there's a certain type of man who tell me Ron is their favorite. There's also a certain type of woman who tell me Ron is their favorite as well. And then the fourth member of the club is Ibrahim, who is a psychiatrist. And he is 
these people, by the way, are the four bits of my brain. And he's the bit of my brain that loves order and doesn't want to go out and loves to make sure that everything's in a list and everything's laminated and, you know, there's no chaos. And there's a certain type of people who love that. So between the four of them, everyone has got a favourite. Everyone's got a, got a bit of somebody in them. My favourite changes day by day because I'm writing them. And the lovely thing about them is one or other of them, whatever plot trouble I get myself into, whatever corner I painted myself into, one of these four will always get me out of it. So for me, I, li- I like whoever's just got me out of trouble is always my favourite. And you can tell by looking at people who their favorite is. Yeah, you can. You can always there's there's a there's an air about people, you know, who just there, there there's an air about people who are Elizabeths and who are Joyces and who are Rons and who are Ibrahims. They have a certain they have they have a certain bearing. I would say. How did all your years working on TV shows influence your writing of the series? Yeah, a lot, I think, is the truth. I think that, that, you know, one thing about TV is people can switch over whenever they want, right? I've got to hold your attention. You've got so many channels. You know, if you're reading a book, you've got to put the book down, pick up another book. You know, you're going to keep reading probably. If, you, if you're watching a TV show, you press one button, you're watching a different TV show. And so the one thing I've always try and do is capture people's attention right and the way you do that is give them something great but then make sure it's great all the way through make sure you keep giving them moments to you know keep them going make sure you set up a question in the first minute that you're going to answer in the last minute and then just entertain them while they're waiting for that answer right that's tv for me and that is subconsciously entirely of course that's the way i write books is i'm so desperate for you not to be bored you know i got the thought that you might at one point just even look around just to, oh, is there another book somewhere? I can't countenance that thought. So, you know, I write short chapters because that's my attention span. You know, whenever I introduce a new character, I try, I try and make sure they make a splash. I try and make sure there's no ciphers in there. I try and make sure you go, whoa, who's this? Who's this new character? You know, if there's cliffhangers, I try and make them believable. I don't, I don't, I don't want to try and sort of, keep turning the screw and making things more and more unlikely you know i like there always to be something at the end of a chapter where you go huh okay that's interesting i wonder where that's headed and yeah i think that all comes from tv just the idea that i feel as as, as as a writer i have one job and that's to entertain right there are other writers who have other jobs who move our understanding of humanity on and all that kind of stuff and i, I, I get it and i'm so happy they exist and i'd love to read them my job is to entertain. My job is to make your day better. My job is to make your day go quicker. You know, if it needs to, to make a journey go quicker. My job is to make you laugh and to make you, you know, just go, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's, I like that. That's my only gig, you know, and that's, I take it really, really, really seriously. So I write this, these books that I can love and I'm proud of, but the subconscious part of me is thinking, don't bore them. Don't bore them. You know, absolutely, that's the thing. Sometimes I'll read a page of a book I have written. And I'm like, I'm like a paragraph in and I go, oh, God, all right, make it on with it. Uh, and then fortunately, the next paragraph, something funny happens or something good happens. And then, oh, good. <laughs> you, you, you brought it back. But I think that comes from TV. Uh, just that idea that my job here is to is to make sure you have a really, really good time. How tough is it to make a bunch of retired 70-somethings 
Live full lives, solve crimes, have fun. My starting point is the brain of a 78-year-old is identical to the brain of a 38-year-old. That's my starting point, which is our spirit remains the same. And our, you know, our drive, you know, just what we're curious about doesn't really change. What changes is our circumstance and the things around us and the wisdom that gives us. And so I hope that somewhere in between those two things, I give something that resembles an accurate portrait of four people. Uh, and I, I hope that I buy the right to make them the heroes that they are. What should your readers look forward to next? I've got another Thursday Murder Club on the way, Thursday Murder Club 4, uh, which I've just started writing. And uh, even a couple of weeks in, I'm already behind. So uh, that's uh, part of the course. So I've got that coming. Uh, then I'm, I'm going to start a new series as well. I'm doing two more Thursday Murder Clubs too. So there'll, there'll, there'll be at least six. But after the fourth one, I'm going to start a new series, which will feature a slightly more conventional detective in that it'll be a detective agency where people can actually just bring cases. You know, Thursday Murder Club, they, ha they have to sort of generate material, right? which is, which you know, it's quite hard. But with a detective agency, you know, anyone can knock at the door with any crime from anywhere in the world. You know, so I'm, I'm going to do that. It's, it's going to be a, a, a father-in-law and a daughter-in-law. Who, uh, who form a detective agency, essentially, which hopefully also will take them around the world, which, because I sort of think, what can I do that's tax deductible, you know? And so that's the, uh, that's the plan for that one. Is there anything we didn't cover here that you would like to add? I'm so proud of these books. And I'm so proud. I love that they're read in the UK, right? That's fine. But I love, love, love the fact that they're read in China and America. And this, because I, I feel they're very British. And the British get a, a bad press around the world. And right, actually, as do the Americans at the moment. We, we, we're both, I don't, think, I don't feel we're loved as much as we might be around the world. Uh, and uh, it's, it, it, I love presenting my vision of Britain, which I think is a kinder, more empathetic, stronger, funnier place. And it's, it's, it's the place that I understand. And I love that it finds a connection with an American audience as well, who I know are in it pretty much exactly the same position as uh, as we are at the moment so I, I can't wait to come over and see everybody and you know find find you know a bit of fellow feeling well thank you my guest is richard osman author of the bullet that missed published by viking this is diana cordy with book talk oh, thank you diana that was such, that was such fun <laughs>